You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. Can we just spend the morning talking about how great he was on Saturday at Downtown Chowdown? That is Chris Jansen. God, stole a show. Mm -hmm. I mean, of the three performers or three acts, he was far and away number one. I think of most of the acts that have come through Sacramento this summer, he was the best act that I've seen. He is truly something special. Wouldn't you agree? I don't think other than, especially because he's he's in front of what, maybe 5,000 people were there? Maybe. Would you guess? So for him, it's not like, you know, a big stadium show or anything like that. He could just go out and do his songs and collect his money. God, he just sold it from start to finish. And I mean, he had the same kind of passion that I think you would agree you only see in like the rare mega stars like the Garth Brooks or the the Keith Urbans. Uh, that, that, that's about it for me. Country. I mean, seriously, it, he just was remarkable. I can't go on enough about him. Did you stay? Did no, you see- I, I I had to because we had the football game to watch. No, but. I just and, and I knew there was no way anybody was going to top Chris Jansen's performance. Ex ambassadors were pretty good. They but... were really, really good, Tom. I yeah. don't know. I didn't know a thing about him going to that performance. So I pulled the record person aside when they were done. I said, "Look, I'm going to stay away from you, so you can't hit me when I say this." But I didn't know anything about your band until they went on. I said I would go see them again. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the lead singer and the keyboard player are brothers, and the keyboard keyboard player is blind. He's blind. He's blind. Which I just found out on yeah. Saturday. And uh, his his uh, older brother, the the lead singer, like really takes care of him, guides him, and makes sure that he's he's fine. I said that just adds to how good they are. Well, that's cool. No, yeah. I, I wish I would have been able to stick around for that. Wasn't able to. Though. I know there was a football game going yeah. on. But I tell you what, you missed. Here's what you missed because I stayed about halfway through Sheila E. And then we had to go. And as I'm going, I, I patted our boss in the back and I said, "Hey, thanks. I'll uh, I'll see you on Monday." And he goes. Thanks for coming. And I wanted to say, okay, excuse me. I just want to tell you one thing right now. I had a great time, but I had no choice. I had to be here. Right? What do you mean, thanks for coming? I was on the schedule. <laughs> so on Saturday, I just want to share one of my um, more interesting moments with you. It was 99.9% a great day. The 0.1% came in when two guys got into the VIP area who didn't belong there. And one guy who I think had had a lot to drink. Kept hitting me up. He wanted a guitar pick, man. I need a guitar pick from my daughter from the X Ambassadors favorite band pack. Can you go back and do that for me? I'm like, well, I'll I'll ask. So went back and asked, and it was not wasn't happening. Came back out. I said they're still working on it. I put my best guy on it. That guy. When they were uh, all said and done, came back out because I checked the last time. Came back out. I had to tell him that. Uh, and, and keep in mind the entire time I could not get away from this guy. Oh, it's just, one of those. It was, yeah, it was one of those. It was a mosquito. And his buddy was there, and his buddy actually made his way backstage and then got thrown out of the whole affair. What? Yeah, exactly. So when I had to break the news to him finally that I'm sorry there wouldn't be a guitar pick for him, uh, he cussed me out and then left. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for the effort, pal. Wow. Is that the guy that kept screaming for Great White? Yes. He wanted to hear Great White? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tried to explain to him that'd be a little difficult, but he wasn't having it. I don't remember this guy, and it's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember anything either. <laughs> like Apparently not. I did get a couple of pictures of him. I was really tempted over the weekend to put him on Facebook. And, nah, leave him alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though. Saturday, downtown Chowdown, best moment besides Chris Jansen just being the best performer we've seen live in a long time. He's a special dude. He man. brought it. 
He also brought up an eight-year-old kid named JJ. I love this. This dude's down in front with a Yellowstone National Park shirt on, an American flag belt buckle, his pants tucked in his boots because he don't care in that cowboy hat doing this all the time. So. <laughs> What's your name? JJ. JJ. Can you play Find Me a Boat? Yeah, I'm going to play that today for sure. Did you bring your girlfriend today? No. No? Do you have a girlfriend? No. You're about to get one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's up on stage, and the one thing you need to know about J.J., I talked to his mom and his grandma afterwards, because I know there are some people, and we heard from them, who said, that kid gets up on stage everywhere. Well, that's what he wants to do, right? That's his He's only eight years old, and because of the way he dresses, and he'll talk about his experiences on stage, he's even put some pictures together, he gets bullied at school. So for him to have this moment Saturday was incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, I love this man right here. This is a good one, JJ, right here. This is a good boy right here. I can tell already. Here's how we do it. Let's sing that chorus, okay? Fix a drink. Well, I can fix a drink. Pour it on ice. Mix it on up. And get you feeling right. I can get you buzz. I can get you smiling. I can make you feel like you're sitting on an island. I can make you fluid. I can make you strong. How good was that? The entire video is locked and loaded on our Facebook page at KNCI Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. Pat and Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. Lauren Elena's stepfather, Sam Ramker, sadly passed away this weekend after battling stage four cancer. She posted about it at 1 a.m. Sunday morning. Well, that's when he passed away. And her Instagram post says his last few hours were some of the most amazing moments I know I will ever have the privilege of witnessing. He opened his eyes last night. They shined the brightest I'd ever seen anyone eyes shine. I mean, it's the sweetest thing. If you want to see it, KNCIFM.com. My heart goes out to her. Garth's long-awaited stadium show at Notre Dame finally happened on Saturday, and everybody was there, including Mother Nature. There was rain, there was snow, winds were so strong, they couldn't hang speakers above the stage, but by four songs in, the worst of the weather was over, and Garth was Garth putting on a two-sour show and working so hard, he finally took off the winter parka he started the show with. It was all recorded by CBS and will air in a TV special you can watch from the warmth of your own home on December 2nd. And speaking of Garth, the CMAs are coming up, and Garth was asked to perform, but he will not be because he wanted to do a ballad, and he wanted to sing it to his wife, Trisha Year. Would. He said last week the song is about empowering women, and Trisha hasn't heard it yet. He wanted his performance to be the first time that she would hear it, but the CMA said, no, they don't want a ballad. Well, she wasn't going to talk to him, but apparently Cody uh, communicated with her ex over the weekend. Yeah, I had minimal contact with him, and I regret it. My friend gave me this great advice when we were going through a rough patch. She said, don't send emotional texts or flip out when you're on the phone. Instead, write down your thoughts and don't send it. Go back and reread it the next day, the day after. Edit it if you have to. So I did this after our breakup. It started off, like, emotional and pointing the finger at him. And then each day got better. So it became more about me feeling bad for some of the mean things I had said, which I do regret. So this past Thursday, I felt it was done. It wasn't too long. It was to the point, sentimental and apologetic. So I sent it. And I got a response 24 hours later. That was, we'll talk when you give Brett the shoes. Who's oh. our mutual friend here in the state? These are the shoes that you were going to going sell. Going to sell, but I felt bad about it. I did get two great offers on and decided not to take it. And why were you going to sell them? 
because he's a jerk and he left them here. And you need money to go to England next. I, week. I was yeah, yeah, I would like some extra money to go to England. He said he told me you wouldn't give them to him. And honestly, I couldn't help but get mad. Clearly, he cares more about the shoes than me. So I wrote back, they're safe and collecting dust in my apartment. Brett and I haven't made arrangements yet, but if that's what you care more about, I assure you he'll get them. So I gave Brett the shoes. I explained what happened. Brett texted him the next day, said, hey, I have the shoes. So then I get an email from the ex that says, thanks for giving him my shoes. Have a great time in England. You were, you were looking for more than that? Yes, there was nothing else. No apology, nothing sweet, nothing, like nothing. Cody, you were dating a girl. The guy cares more about his shoes than a relationship. <laughs> I mean, what did I, you want him to say? Like, I haven't been the same since you dumped me? Uh, <laughs> Actually, yes, that would have been nice. My life is upside down. He at least could have said, hey, if you need anything while you're in England, if you need an emergency contact, anything, anything at all, an apology, I shouldn't have been the one apologizing. So now I'm mad. I went from being like, you know what, I'm so over it, I feel really good about this, I'm going to send this email, to being like, you know what, back to square one. I think she's better. Oh, she's yeah. way better. Oh, yeah. yeah. 26 years together, and over the weekend, we had almost the exact same experience at almost the exact same time. At 10.41 on Saturday, I got a text from Tom saying, I'm just leaving Roseville. We had to be where we needed to be for the downtown challenge at 10.30. So I didn't want you to walk into, you know, I just said, hey, you're supposed to be here at 1030. Why were you late? Because uh, as I was uh, leaving my neighborhood, there was a, a, a stray pet rabbit. It was obvious that it was a, a, a pet, and it was obvious that it was not where it was supposed to be. And it was hippity-hopping through people's, you know, yards, and nobody was out. And I thought about just continuing to drive on, but then I thought, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta help this little guy. So it actually took about... 15 minutes to kind of, you know, track him, and, and every time i get close, he'd, like, move away, and um, I was finally able to sneak up, and when he wasn't expecting it, I, I grabbed him. Kind of a lot, very similar to the way Cody meets boyfriends, and um, <laughs> I was able to... Get out of here. ...to get him in. I brought him to the house, and now we're, we're trying to find the owner, but we've had him for, for two days now. I uh, think he's chipped. We're going to take him to the SBCA later today to see if he's possibly chipped. Um, there's a part of me, though, that hopes the owner doesn't come forward or we can't find the owner. Cause I he's, mean, he's really cute. He's pretty cool, and he and the duck get along really well. And the duck needs a friend, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then your thing happened on Friday, on right? Friday, yeah. When I left here, uh, I was dressed in a suit to begin with because I was going to my best friend's mother's funeral, which is really sad. So I only bring this up to, to give you a, a visual of how I was dressed. As I left here, I went around the corner. I'm not even... Yeah, I, not even out of the neighborhood, and there's a little dog over to the side next to the fire hydrant, of course, and I'm looking around. There is no human anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I pulled over, and this dog maybe weighs three pounds. It's a chihuahua mix, okay. yeah, and he's barking. <laughs> so I just I sat down in my suit on the grass. I just talked to him a little bit, and finally, after about 15 minutes, he came over, and uh, we made friends, and he... He had a, a collar with his name on it, and he flipped it over, and there was the name of his owner. So I called his owner, and I said, hey, I've got your dog. He said, where are you? I told him. He goes, oh, I'm working just down the street. He goes, there's some people right around that area that feed him all the time. He just goes down there to get a bite to eat. You can put him down. <laughs> I said, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? This is good. Because I didn't want him to get hit. No, yeah. that's exactly right. He said, but apparently, he, so that worked out. Guy got him, and, and he's back with his owner now. So we are now Pat and Tom. Pet rescuers. Watch for the show on Discovery Channel coming sometime coming. next spring. Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.